Second game of the year for the New Jersey Devils. It's time to see what's cracking for them. You get it? Because I think you know who we're playing tonight. And I am looking forward to this crossover episode with Locked On Kraken. So buckle up, everybody. It's going to be a very fun episode. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils. All righty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and usually this is the part where I say, and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, and then I say my name. You guys know me, I'm Trey Matthews, and I do need to make this announcement. I think you guys have already seen uh, my tweet that I tweeted out uh, yesterday. I will no longer be contributing to the hockey writers. It was a decision that was out of my hands, and while I don't agree with it, I will respect it, and don't worry, I have some more riding opportunities uh, opening up right now, have some other stuff in the works. So uh, it, it's not going to be long before I say uh, devil's rider for so-and-so. But like I said, that's all in the works. Nothing is confirmed. So I'm not going to reveal uh, who it's with or where it's going to be. But just know I'm trying to plan some stuff for the future. But like I said, I will no longer be contributing to the hockey riders. I've enjoyed my time there and it was a good uh, stepping stone for my career. But like I said, not everything lasts forever and some things just don't work out. So uh, anyway, it is game day for the New Jersey Devils as they're going to be taking on the newly formed Seattle Kraken. So this is a game that I've had circled on my calendar for a very long time and rightfully so. So even though I felt as though the expansion draft was a little bit of a letdown to say the least, I'm still excited to see the Kraken uh, play and you know they have excellent uniforms like the color scheme just like um, you know insert chef kiss emoji it, it, it looks so nice and I'm really looking forward to seeing it up close and personal as you guys know my mentor uh, is the play-by-play announcer for the radio station. His name is Everett Fitzhugh. He's been on this show before. Um, like, like I said, Everett's meant a lot for me in my career. So the Seattle Kraken, even though I cover the Devils, they, the Kraken do have a soft spot in my heart. And you know what? I need some help just breaking down this game and just talking about some other topics. So I'm going to be talking to Erica Ayala. She's been on this show before uh, back in July. And we uh, are going to do a crossover. We're going to break down our overall opinions on the game. We're going to talk about some some of our ventures and overall it's a very nice discussion and I love just having this conversation with Erica but I do need to say this at the time of this recording uh, the Seattle Kraken lost to the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of 6-1 to one. so I am going to make a claim about that later on in the episode I'm not going to refer to the game because when we recorded it it was actually before that game took place but my opinion on the Seattle Kraken uh, will remain the same and the score uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers kind of shows why I think that but Overall, you know, like I said, excited to see the Seattle Kraken play. We both uh, drafted Michigan players from uh, this past year's entry-level draft. They drafted Matt Beneers with the second overall pick. We drafted Luke Hughes with the fourth overall pick. And by the way, I really need to get out to a University of Michigan game. That is definitely on my bucket list this hockey season because I do not want to miss possibly the greatest hockey uh, show on earth at the college level. So the Kraken obviously have Nathan Bastion on their roster. They picked him up in the expansion draft. 
draft, they also picked up Connor Carrick, um, but they released him, and now he's playing in the uh, AHL program for them. So, uh, you know, there's some devil's ties right there. We're also going to be talking about that. So I've talked long enough. Let's have this discussion with Erica Ayala, the host of Locked on Kraken. Let's take it away. This is so awesome to do uh, this crossover with you. I knew we would do a crossover between uh, our two teams soon. I didn't figure it would be this soon. So the Kraken and the Devils, I've been looking forward to this ever since the Kraken officially became the 32nd team in the NHL. However, I didn't expect it would be the second game of the year. And I think we're only playing you guys twice this year. So it's game one of two, but I'm looking, I'm looking forward to every single moment of it. Oh, and we are as well. This closes out a road trip for us. And so this is the the only game. Tonight's game is the only game standing between the Seattle Kraken and their official home debut at Climate Pledge Arena. So, Trey, will you ride us off into the sunset? Will it be a win? Will it be a loss? I guess we got to watch the game to find out. But, uh, Trey, we're going to start with you because we can't do uh, a head-to-head because these two teams have never played each other, not in the preseason, not last season in the mass mutual East. So, you know, we've, we've got, uh, we're going to go to you as the expert here. So why don't we start with this? We know that um, the devils finished 19 and 30 seventh overall in again, the mass mutual East. And for those who may not be familiar with COVID, there were essentially kind of like little uh, pockets where the same teams were playing each other, which is very different from what we will see this year with the National Hockey League. So why don't we just start there, Trey? Give us an overview of what the New Jersey Devils went through with kind of this hybrid season and um, how you think you'll come out of that um, into the 2021-22 season. So I tried to keep my expectations quite modest uh, last season for the New Jersey Devils. I knew we wouldn't really make the playoffs. I felt like we could be like a dark horse team in the Mass Mutual East Division. Unfortunately, did not come into fruition. We got off to a pretty decent start. So Mackenzie Blackwood started really well the first three or so games. And unfortunately, he had to go onto the COVID protocol list because he got hit with COVID hard. And then Scott Wedgwood had to step up and take over. The thing about Scott Wedgwood is that He did pretty decent to start off, especially I don't think he was prepared to be the starting netminder for us for a, you know, a number of so games because he was originally just brought on to be the third string goalie. But Corey Crawford abruptly retired. We were still looking for a backup goalie. We thought we had the answer with Aaron Dell. That didn't work out too well. So Scott Wedgwood was thrust into a role that he was not prepared for. But, you know, he held his ground fairly decently to begin the year. And I even wrote about it when I was still working with the hockey writers at the time. But, you know, um, for for the New Jersey Devils, I, I think the thing that we struggled with was consistency because uh, I, don't, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I believe in late January or early February, we actually had to go into a two-week hiatus because 95% of our team either had COVID or was in close proximity with someone who had COVID. So that really derailed us. We were like the Buffalo Sabres and we were like the Dallas Stars and I'm sure a few other teams that were hit with COVID, which was they just could never regain composure after going into that hiatus. And that really puts uh, your, your back against the walls because here you are having to face these teams who were, you know, playing essentially, you know, when you, you had nothing to do, you, you couldn't practice, you couldn't, you obviously couldn't play in games, you couldn't have meetings, you couldn't have film room. So, you know, for the Devils, that's where it really started to go downhill for us. We, we got off to a 
um, a pretty good start after our hiatus. Like we beat the Bruins, we beat the Rangers. Those were considered upset wins. Unfortunately, at one point during the year, we lost like 10 or 11 games in a row. In fact, I read, uh, named my, my show Locked on Devils. <laughs> seriously, seriously, because it, it was getting that bad. And <laughs> quite honestly, you know, um, I, I kind of going back to what you said, saying we had to play in these sort of little pockets where we're playing the same teams over and over and over again. I got tired of just repeating the same thing each and every day. It was the same damn thing about just like, oh, oh, we got to keep an eye on this player. Wait, we played this team last week. Like I literally am repeating myself. But now here we are uh, facing a, a team that we have not played this year. But then again, or, or we, we haven't played you guys ever. The Seattle Kraken. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing our guy Nathan Bastian. Um, you know, uh, I, I've been really looking forward to this matchup. And regardless of the hype or whatever uh, surrounds you guys, I'm actually looking forward to seeing your guys' team because I just love it when uh, a new team comes into the NHL or when a new team comes into, um, you know, a new sport in general because it's just like it's a new team. We've never seen anything like this before, and I'm I'm looking forward to just seeing the collaboration of what the Kraken could do. Obviously, you mentioned at the top of the show, my mentor, Evan Fitzhugh, he's the first African-American play-by-play announcer, and he's obviously their, their radio uh, play-by-play announcer guy. He's been a great mentor towards me. We got something in the works uh, later on, but we'll talk about that uh, later on in the show. But um, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this matchup. This is a game I have circled on. I love it. Trey, you gave us so much right there. There's three things that I want to pull out, including let's start with the tease because we are going to get to Everett Fitzhugh and you a little bit later on in the show. So don't want to miss that folks. But there's two things that you mentioned that I thought were really interesting. One is about the teams that were shut down. So not, so the Seattle Kraken, we this season have already had players go through COVID protocol. So that's different than what you talked about just a minute ago, where entire teams, and we saw this happen with, I, I believe it was Montreal got hit pretty hard too, um, or or Vancouver, One, uh, either way. Um, but um, you talked about it. The, it's not just that they're not playing games and that they're not practicing. There's no activity because it's all about sustaining or excuse me, uh, you know, sustaining the health, but also being able to control any outbreak that might be happening and, and wanting to make sure that um, anyone that had tested positive is not one spreading that throughout the team, but certainly to anyone else. So that's really I don't know how many people have really thought about that and internalized how that massively can impact uh, a season or just like a lifestyle, a day-to-day. So that's one thing. Another thing that you mentioned that I absolutely love is, of course, like now you get something new, not just will you be able to see other teams throughout the league, but Trey, you mentioned that there's a new kid on the block. That would be us. And so, uh, you know, for, for someone who is now reporting and now both of us, we report on the same team, but now that uh, diversifies a little bit of what we can do. So before we um, get into what we're going to expect tonight in tonight's game, I just want to go to you again. And what was your process? How did you try to, in addition to, you know, putting that L up on social media? I love that too. L devils. That was hilarious. <laughs> you gotta but, have um... fun when you're losing. <laughs> just kick the horse while it's down or quit while you're behind. <laughs> but 
in addition to that, just, you know, kind of, hey, having a little bit of fun with it on social media, what were some of the other ways that you tried to really engage the audience, even though there was a lot of monotony, certainly different than what you've seen in prior seasons? So the one thing I try to do, I try to be big on like crossover. So similar to what I'm doing right now with you to just switch it up and just get a different perspective because I'm sure everyone on my show, despite it doing, you know, fairly well, I'm sure they get sick of just hearing me say the same thing over and over again. So why not talk to a few of my other colleagues who can provide some more insight because, you know, I know about the Seattle crack and I know how your roster was formed. I know where this player came from. I know where that player came from. And I could give my opinions on the expansion draft, which I've done. So, however, you actually work for them. So you can actually provide that that in-depth perspective and vice versa for me about the devils um you know i i, I think overall uh for what i try to do on my show is like i'm not only just big on crossovers i'm big on trying to get certain guests so you know i've gotten a special guest for like my 100th episode that was david Locke, who's the founder of the locked on podcast network the podcast in which you and i work for i had him for my 100th special for my 200th special i had soroya tinker you know, she's a professional uh, women's hockey league player for the uh, PHF. And then for my 300th episode, which was just literally last week, I had Bryce Salvador, former captain for the New Jersey Devils organization and was one of the leaders uh, that led the Devils team to the 2012 Stanley Cup final. So I've also had Curtis Gabriel. Yeah, I don't know if you know him or not. He's big on, you know, just trying to diversify hockey. Uh, he's an advocate uh, because he's trying to just change the narrative of how hockey is thought and you know he's big on black lives matter bell let's talk which is for mental health for anyone who doesn't understand that because that's very popular in canada in which uh uh curse gabriel is originally from and then you know he's big on lgbtq rights as well and then i've had eddie lack former netminder for the new jersey devils as well albeit his stint was pretty short and most of his games were in the ahl but still you know th that's something i just try to do because i i just want to and I saw you had JT Brown as well on your show. So I think that's the one thing I just try to do with uh, my show, which is just try to bring in different guests, trying to switch it up a little bit. And I just try to bring like, um, you know, different people in. So like I could bring people in who are, uh, you know, a part of Curtis Gabriel's fan base or Eddie Lack's fan base, because I literally had uh, my, my school's home to seven hockey teams. And we have this Swedish uh, player who plays on the team. He literally pulled me aside and said, I, I saw that you interviewed Eddie Lack because he's from my hometown in, in Sweden. So, you know, something like that is really cool. And um, Bryce Salvador was also a great uh, guest for me. He very insightful, very smart person. And that's what I just try to do, Erica, just switch it up a little bit and, you know, bring bring in the various amount of guests. Wow, that's fantastic. I definitely took some notes here because we just passed about episode 50, but I got to get on my game, Trey. You you set the blueprint. So now I'm just trying to I'm following Oh no, you, you cannot. Oh no, 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 no. You cannot steal my idea. No way. That's stealing. <laughs> No, no, no. Figure it out yourself, Erica. You Not can't steal my idea. It's appreciating. And with credit, always, always. I always give credit. That's what See, you got to do. Why, this is one of the reasons why I hate it here. <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone doesn't get it, that's like my signature catchphrase I locked on where something funny happens. <laughs> I say, I hate it here and I hate all of you. It's lighthearted. It's not serious. Well, it definitely is uh, a good time that we have, and it's all about learning and growing the game. And I think you do a fantastic job. I really appreciate you giving us some insight on, on your approach. But uh, coming up next, we're going to get into what to expect tonight, Trey. 
We're going to get this game first time. The Seattle Kraken are headed to the Rock, the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, I will actually be covering the game in New Jersey, so I'm really excited about that. And we're going to get into what we think is going to happen. But first, let's talk about uh, betonline.ag. We're going to go over the odds that we have for both of our teams throughout the season. But betonline.ag, of course, is a longtime sponsor here. And right now, BetOnline, with their new interface, their new website is really jam-packed and focused on football season in, and basketball's coming around the corner as well. So we want you to head over, use your, you know, whatever you got, your laptop, your tablet, your desktop, and use promo code locked on. And that will give you 50% on your, uh, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But uh, Trey, you know, we bet online has been holding us down here at uh, Locked On. So we definitely, in a minute, are going to get into those odds. But we want to remind everyone, of course, that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. So once you have all your props, all the odds, uh, you know, everything that you need to make your bets on the game, then you got to make sure, Trey, that you have a way to watch it. And we have another sponsor. And that's DirecTV Stream that wants you to help get your TV together. Trey, have you been there before? Like, you got one device on this game. You got something else over here. You're trying to take notes for the next time you're acting play-by-play. I mean, how big is this that DirecTV Stream is going to give us a one place to get all of our TV together? Uh, if you're trying to cut the cable... I suggest getting it like seriously, like it's a lifesaver. I, like Erica said, I can't tell you the amount of times where I just want to catch up on my show in between intermissions when I'm calling a game and, and, and direct TV is right there with me to help me out. It's it, I love it. So absolutely take Erica's to take Erica's word. And <laughs> if you don't believe her, believe me. There it is. There it is. You've got two two people vouching because it's all about getting rid of the clutter, getting rid of the confusion, and getting your TV together. And Direct TV Stream is here to help. And the best part is no annual contract. Only going to need this one device, and that's it. You're good to go. Now, we do want to let you know that a compatible device is required, and content varies by the package that you select. But we're going to get into now, once we've got our TV together, we know how to stream tonight's game if we're not going to be there live. We are going to uh, talk about what we expect. But first, I want to remind everyone, or thank everyone, I should say, for making Locked on Kraken your first listen. But if you're a New Jersey Devils fan, then I want to thank you for making Locked on Devils your first listen. And if you're a Devils fan, then why don't you go ahead and make Locked on Kraken your second listen and vice versa. That's what we'll do. We got to help each other out. Just pop from one to the next. So we thank you, fans. That's how we get it done. This is a daily podcast, all free and available to you. But now let's get into the goods, Trey. Let's get into the goods. What to expect from this game. So let's start with goalies. Now, I did a squad cast, as I like to say, with Locked on Flyers because we're recording that that uh, game we don't have the result yet for that game, but I was talking to Rachel and really think that we might see former former Florida Panthers goalie Chris Drieger at the back end of this five-game road trip for the Seattle Kraken. Um, as far as what to expect, I do want to talk a little bit about Nathan Bastion. Now, he's played, uh, again, 
in all three games for the Kraken. I think that the defense, generally speaking, has done what they had to do. Nothing super standout. Um, but those are just some things that I think Devils fans might want to uh, focus in on, which is who we think is going to start in net for the Kraken. And then, of course, what we expect from, from Bastion. But uh, for you, Trey, what are some of the, the keys for the Devils tonight? What are you expecting? What do you want to see from the team? And, and who do you think will start in net? Okay, so um, the Devils coming into the season, we're actually dealing with a couple of injuries. So uh, Ty Smith, Damon Severson, Miles Wood were all out in the season opener against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, as, uh, to go along with that, Mackenzie Blackwood was also scratched from the game, and he's usually our starting goalie. Um, he's recovering from a heel surgery that he had over the summer. Also, I think he's uh, having problems uh, getting his – uh, COVID shot, I think he's leaning towards getting it. I, I can't confirm nor deny that. However, I think it's mostly just because of, of the heel issues that he's facing. They're trying to be very slow in, in that rehabbing process. So um, barring anything catastrophic, I believe it's going to be Jonathan Bernier, the former Detroit Red Wing, in net once again for the New Jersey Devils. And he did pretty well in, in the first game against the Blackhawks. And I actually pre predicted for him to be a player to look out for going into that game because I was just like, okay, Mackenzie Blackwood most likely won't play. But, uh, you know, Jonathan Bernier, I can trust him. He's a former champion. He's uh, shown signs of being a capable starter as well. And he can make a few great saves. And he, he boy, he made a lot of great saves in the last game against the Blackhawks. Now, there were some things that just didn't go the way of the Devils. That's why it got tied three to three in the in the last period. And that's why I had to go into OT, but at the same time, first game of the year, there's going to be rust. There's going to be things you got to shake off. And I think um, unless Mackenzie Blackwood is cleared and, and given the green light to start, I, I believe it's going to be Jonathan Bernier. I don't expect Scott Wedgwood to, to be the starter for uh, the New Jersey devils. I just think there's really no reason to um, start Wedgwood. Like I, I, I talked about Wedgwood at the beginning of the show. I think he did a good job of holding his own, in the beginning of the year, but honestly, does Jonathan Bernier really need a rest this early in the year? Like seriously, the world only playing our second game. You guys are playing like your third or fourth game. So um, I think Jonathan Bernier is going to be the starting goalie for the New Jersey Devils. And, um, you know, for, for people who uh, keep track of, of his history, uh, yes, his numbers weren't spectacular with the Red Wings, but keep in mind he was playing with a very poor defense. And now with Ryan Graves and Dougie Hamilton at the helm of just helping the defense for the New Jersey Devils, I believe they will give all that they can possibly give for uh, Jonathan Bernier to just basically essentially take a night off because I believe Bernier saw 27 shots against the Blackhawks and he stopped 24 of them. Uh, I'm going based on memory here, but um yeah, and the fact that, that our defense has gotten much better, Subban needs to improve, obviously. But the thing is, is that the Devils won the game 4-3, to three, and Ryan Graves' plus-minus was 4, and I believe Dougie Hamilton's plus-minus was also 4. So it goes to show you their impact that they have on that team and the fact that they make the people around them better. So uh, I, if you're a Kraken listener and you're not too familiar with the New Jersey Devils, expect Jonathan Bernier to be the starting goalie for the Devils this, e this evening. 
Okay, I love it. And I think what you mentioned about goalies is really important. The reason I, I said Drieger instead of Gruby, uh, Philip Grubauer, is because to your point, yes, we've had a few more games. And so I think that last game, also an overtime game for us. I know that you guys got the overtime win, uh, walked away with two points against Chicago. Unfortunately, we got an overtime loss. Uh, so Grubauer, I did think, although he didn't get the win, I did think that he just needed to face a few more shots. We are going to be splitting time, our goaltenders, but you know, especially now that this is uh, the first time in the past two seasons where it's a, a full slate of games, um, I think you really want to make sure that both goaltenders are sharp. But to your point, you know, going back and forth and flip-flopping, you know, every second game doesn't probably doesn't make a lot of sense right now, early in the season, maybe a little bit later down the road, but for right now. So that's what I, I think Gruby got his time, got his groove, uh, and now it's time to get Drieger a little bit, especially knowing that if I had to guess, if we're being honest, we're probably going to want Philip Grubauer well-rested, feeling good uh, as the team heads back to the West Coast and gets to open Climate Pledge Arena against the Vancouver Connects. I'm so, never going to get used to that name, Climate it's, Pledge Arena. It's, it's, an, it's a it's mouthful. Different. It is a lot. It is a lot. So what would the CPA? That's, you know, then it sounds like you're talking about accounting. So that's not the greatest nickname either. <laughs> yeah. And uh, by the way, I just got word from Amanda Stein, who uh, works closely with the devil. She Blackwood, was not skating this morning with the team uh, along with Miles Woods. So the chances of him playing tomorrow, zero in, in my Look opinion. At this. Look at this. See, this is why we have you on the show. The expert, the insider, able to get live in real time updates. That's why Trey Matthews must follow, a must follow, not just for Devils fans, but for all hockey fans. But coming up next, Trey, let, we talked about Bet Online a little bit and it being football and basketball season, but Bet Online does hockey. They do that hockey too, Trey. So we're going to get into what Bet Online is saying for our respective teams in our respective divisions. And then we got to give them, we teased it. So now we got to, we got to tee it up and knock it out the park. Your connection with the voice. Everett Fitzhugh, and some exciting news that you dropped on social media just today. That is coming up, but it's time, Trey, to talk about our favorite family-owned business, rockauto.com. See, now, you, you know, when we're talking about rockauto.com, what I love is that rockauto.com has been doing online cataloging for, like, auto parts customers for over 20 years instead of having to go to a brick and mortar store and maybe they have your part but they're like ah, actually you know if you go to the one you know five miles down the road they have you know you don't have to worry about that because you go online you get there you look through their catalog and not only is it convenient but more often than not Trey you're also getting a better deal that is true so like I needed some parts for my car because uh my car had some brake uh, part damage, and you know that could be very expensive to, to fix. Um, uh, I, I, my headlight needed to get cleaned, and you know what? Uh, my my car is old. I, I drive a 2003 Honda Accord, but you know what? I rely on RockAuto.com to give me all the parts I need at a very reasonable price. I love it, and we know that's because it's an amazing selection. We already talked about it. It's reliably low prices. All the parts your car. I used to drive a Honda Accord too. So all the parts your car will ever need. And that's at rockauto.com. Make sure when you go 
to rockauto.com that you type in locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know we sent you. But now it's time for us to get into the goods. All right. Now, listen, the conversation around the Seattle Kraken, it's like, oh, man, new team, awesome logo, not sure what a Kraken is. And then one of the very next things that people say is, okay, but they're in the Pacific Division. Are they going to be able to do what Las Vegas did? And on and on and on. Like, we get all of that. We get all of that. And I'm going to tell you what, the odds right now, have the Seattle Kraken in the playoffs, but not getting that far. So I want to get your expert opinion. You said that you uh, were locked in on the expansion draft. Obviously, you're an expert in the National Hockey League. What are your thoughts uh, about the Seattle Kraken? Right now, the, the betonline.ag odds have them finishing third in the Pacific Division. Let's start there. Do you think okay. that's realistic? Okay, uh, a lot of your listeners are not going to appreciate what I'm going to say, but Uh I got to be honest. I got to be honest. Okay, yes, you guys are one of the most talked about teams in the NHL. Yes, your uniforms are exciting. Yes, you got some good players. Like we we talked about uh, Drieger and uh, Grubauer, you know, players like that, you know, the, the goalies. And, and you know, you, you got Mark as your captain, right? He, he, he's wearing the C on his sweater. So, yeah, you, you you got a lot of good, decent players, let's just say. But hype aside, I don't think you guys are that good. Mm. I think you're, I think, it, it, look, you're getting all this hype and, and rightfully so. You're a new team. It's very exciting. I don't think there's ever been a, a, an NHL team in Seattle. But let's put the hype aside. Let's put the media attention aside. I think the Kraken are, we got to put it, I can't think of a better term to say overrated. I I like heard the cheer, like in the metro area. It's very, I'm sure it's everywhere, but I I immediately heard overrated. That's brutal. That's, you see, you invite someone on your podcast and this is how you get treated. I gotta, I I gotta, I gotta, I just gotta be honest. I'm sorry. I appreciate the honesty. Look, 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 the expansion draft was a letdown in my opinion. Because, mm. look, you, you had players like Price, Tarasenko, and also Subban available. Like, my question, I've been meaning to ask you this for a while, but you also had Price, or you, you had Quick available, excuse me. You, okay, so you, you got Larson, you got Mark on your team, obviously. But the thing is, why couldn't you, like, I, I guess you didn't want to stack up on the money, but why couldn't you draft people like Subban, Tarasenko, Price, and, and Quick? You know, Price and Quick, you know, they've shown history of actually being pretty decent. Like, Quick went to the Stanley Cup Finals and he beat my Devils in it. Just, just, just saying, like, he, he beat he, – he, and he and on the other side of the net was probably the best goalie to ever play the sport of hockey, Marty Brodeur. But – and then, you know, Tarasenko, I guess the injuries are kind of a question mark. And I guess that's why you didn't really want to take them and the money issues, like I said. And Subban, he could give you so much press. Like, and I feel like he's a diamond in the rough, quite honestly. Because right now, for where we have Subban, we have him in our bottom four defensemen. Just because we were able to get Dougie Hamilton, we were able to get Ryan Graves, Ty Smith is on the come up. Damon Severson is one of our, um, you know, uh, one of our leaders. 
But my thing is just like, you could have done so much better in the expansion draft. What happened? Well, I mean, that's one way of looking at it, right? But also you got to remember that the last two seasons are outliers. Um, you got to remember that as far as price, the price for price was a big deal. And as it turns out, I mean, oh, you know, some of the players that maybe looked available early on, some of them for a variety of reasons, you know, I'm not putting anyone on the spot and everyone should do what they need to do for their health, mental, physical, emotional, obviously. But some of these players aren't even aren't even playing. So as an expansion team that is looking to, you know, really, really get some stuff done, like, like we need guys that are that are good to go. And that's not a guarantee either way. Uh, what I will say about PK is I agree with you that he's definitely a draw. I will say even kind of the personality and the aura around him has diminished, which I found so odd because the New Jersey is in the metro New York metro area and you would think that there would be ways to activate PK a little bit more, but I've been disappointed as someone that lives in the area. I've been a little disappointed. I don't, I don't know what that's about, but what I will say is that the Seattle Kraken built for the type of character. And if you will, the avatar that they wanted in their organization and they hedged their bets on that versus, you know, some of the overanalyzing or, you know, things of that nature. Will it work? Who the heck knows? That's why we play the games. I said it earlier. Will it work? Who knows? That's why we play the games. I think that they did pick up some pieces, including like Grubauer getting him. That was massive. I think uh, Jaden Schwartz was a big get. Ryan Donato scored the first uh, goal. Here's someone who I think will lead your team in points, Eberle. Eberle. Uh, Oh, yeah. Jordan Eberle. Fantastic. The Triple J line is is my favorite. I talk about it all the time. Everyone who listens to Locked on Kraken knows. I love that. McCann in the middle with Schwartz and Eberly. Fantastic line. But then you got Tanev with Donato um and Geeky that are that are crushing it. So will and, uh, it last? The, the, the Flurry brothers. The, the Flurry brothers. Well, we only have one now, just Hayden, but on the oh, back end. But yep. That's right. So that's right. um, you know. I, it's all good. So I don't know. I think we got to play the games. I hear what you're saying. We've heard a lot of people say that I'm not a draft expert. As you know, from when I was on your show, I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I got to well, see the guys on the ice. I got to see I, them on the I, ice. I, I think I, I remember that show. Cause I gave you the <laughs> list of players I will I'm willing to expose and people that I, I want to keep. And one of those things was I wanted to keep Nathan Bastion. Yep. And we're you gonna did talk about that. him. And I think you were going to bring him up in a moment um, because I felt like Nathan Bastion led our team in hits last year. And he mm. was second amongst rookies in that category. I felt as though if we expose Nathan Bastion, then the Seattle Kraken are going to see that and they're going to pick him up because they see a young, rough guy who has potential because mm-hmm. he was able to be on the most consistent line for the Devils last season, along with Mikey McLeod and Miles Wood, because that line towards the end of the season was playing as men, as much as the second line. Because, like mm-hmm. I said, the most consistent, they were nicknamed the BMW line uh, by the fan base. I call them just the energy line because that's just the typical, um, you know, hockey terminology. They, at, at first, they didn't play the biggest amount of minutes. But, you know, once they showed their impact, you know, they, they showed that they were legit. Miles Wood is a great leader. If he was having a career year, his numbers would have been way higher had he just played in more than 56 games. But like I said, nothing he could do in that case just because of how the season was. And then 
you know, uh, Mikey McLeod led the, or, or, you know, he was also tops on our team in hits and was also doing well in the face-off percentage. And then Nathan Bastion was kind of my favorite out of them. Now, people are saying, why are you so strung up on a bottom six player? But I'm just like, I see potential in that guy. Like how Yanni Kwokinen began the season on the bottom six, but now he's on our top line or, you know, well, second line. I think he should be on the top, but along with Jack Hughes and uh, Igor Sharangovich. But, you know, still um, going back to what I was saying, it was just like, you know, you actually did a pretty good job because I, I gave you the list of players I'm willing to expose. You didn't want to take Subban. And you ended up choosing, um, I believe it was Will Butcher because we were going to, we exposed Will Butcher as well because I feel like that was the best one on the table because I was like, I'm exposing PK Subban, I'm exposing Mikey McLeod, I'm exposing uh, Connor Carrick, who went to this Kraken, but you ended up waving him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm exposing Scott Wedgwood. Um, you know, here are the players I'm exposing. So, just we're not the best team to choose from. So just pick your poison. <laughs> exactly. And that's what it is. I think we'll see if these picks end up being right. And if this team is manufactured, but you really don't know how a group of guys individually is going to come together. But you mentioned Bastion. Uh, you'll be able to to see him tonight. The fan base will get him. You mentioned Connor Carrick. I had him on the show uh, he will be with the AHL affiliate who for us this season is the Charlotte checkers. So locked on Kraken fans or devils fans or Connor Carrick fans. Go check out that interview that I did with Connor. That was a lot of fun. All right. But we talked about it. Let's talk about the voice Everett Fitzhugh, who's been a lot more than just a voice though for the Seattle Kraken. He has been one of the premier faces of the organization leading up to us actually having players, which I love. I know we talked about it last time I was on your show. I'm all about hashtag team more melanin and diversifying the sport. And Everett has done a fantastic job and has definitely cut his teeth through hockey. Um, But talk a little bit about your mentorship um, with, or the mentorship relationship that you have with Everett Fitzhugh and how has that inspired you and and led you to hone your own craft as a play-by-play announcer? So um, I'm a play-by-play announcer for the uh, a lot of our college hockey programs here at Adrian College. Uh, I, I got my first main start doing it for the ACHA Women's D1 program here, but now I've um, just expanded it to a lot of other teams on, on this campus as well. Um, and I, I first started working as a play-by-play announcer uh, fall of 2019. I continued to do it until the pandemic hit and we all had to be sent home. It was always in the back of my mind that there can't be too many black hockey play-by-play announcers. But at the same time, I didn't really think too much of it. Like I said, it was in the back of my head. I was more focused on just calling the hockey games. But I decided, you know, over the summer, do more research, see who's, um, see if there's anyone like me because you can form a relationship. And I saw Ever Fits You. This was before he actually became uh, the voice of the Seattle Kraken. So I caught him at the right possible time. Because he was still doing, um, you know, work for the uh, Cyclones, which is which is an AHL team, and um, you know, I tweeted him my story. He responded. We exchanged emails. We exchanged phone numbers, and he's been a great mentor. Like I, I send him my my um, games. I do. I give him a heads up of major games that I consider important to him as well. Um, and you know, basically, I've had to just claw my way because. You know, he he told me this, like, since you're a black person doing play-by-play for hockey, you sometimes have to be 10 times as better than the next guy because they're just going to think we have an advantage just because of our skin. 
But in reality, that's not exactly true. Like, you know, we, we actually have to work harder because we hear the noise. We hear the noise. He's only getting this attention because, you know, he's black. There aren't that many black, you know, um, players or, or announcers or journalists, whatever the case might be. That is true. But we want to show that we're more than just a quote unquote marketing tool. We want to show yes. that we belong. And that's sort of what he's taught me. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I, I can tell you all the stories in which I got frustrated because I felt like I was not really given the benefit of the doubt just because it was like, I've worked hard. I've done all this. I'm doing a lot of other things that people aren't doing. Like, you know, I don't think too many people at my school have interviewed NHL players, quite honestly, like one-on-one, -on -one. but yet, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm not given the benefit of the doubt, but you know, Everett's taught me a lot, not just hockey wise, but, but business wise. And, you know, um, just how to have a good perspective on it. And, um, like I said, he's been a great mentor. Uh, he's taught me the ropes. He's, uh, he's willing to talk on the phone with me for like an hour, just saying here, here's how you announce this better. Here's how you say this better. Or, you know, just like, and I feel like I've gotten so much better at, at my craft and, um, overall, you know, it's led me to better opportunities. And, um, here I am at the locked on podcast network. Here I am writing for a few hockey programs. Um, I'm still a senior in college. I intend on doing a fifth year just to, uh, you know, see if I could do more opportunities at my school or just build on my resume just a little bit. Cause I'm still fairly new in this kind of field. So, um, yeah, ever fits you the, the first African-American play-by-play announcer at the NHL level. Uh, just, just me reaching out and I can't take credit for it. My, my dad told me to reach out to him and I did, he responded and, you know, we basically formed, uh, uh, a good mentor and mentee relationship. He's, uh, we've been featured in USA, uh, today news together. We've been featured in, in USCHO. Um, we've been featured all sorts of ways and he's been on my show before. And we basically had an open hockey discussion and, it was great. Everett's a great person. And just, I'm glad that he's growing the sport of hockey. And I will, because the thing is he inspired me. And if I can inspire one person below me or next up, I think I've achieved. I love that. I absolutely love hearing, first of all, just generally speaking, that there is a mentor-protege relationship. It's so important in hockey. As they say, representation matters. And as someone who is the only Black reporter, a Black Latina reporter, and then amplify that by I'm a woman as well, you know, I, uh, I know how it is out here in these streets, but, uh, you know, I want to also uplift that on, uh, the 23rd. So the 23rd is kind of a big day for Everett, for the Seattle Kraken. But if, if Kraken fans listening want to just, you know, get rid of some of those nerves and slide right on into some hockey before the big, the big game, the historic game, they should listen to you as you are going to be the play-by-play -play voice for the premier hockey federation. We had Ty Taminia, the, the commissioner Ty Taminia on the show. Now uh, I have called games in the, well, what was formerly the NWHL, now the PHF, but you will be calling a preseason game for the Buffalo Buttes as they take on 
the Adrian College women's hockey team. Now, there used to be the Adrian Trio that played for the Buffalo Buttes. You still have some of those uh, players from Adrian and, and the local colleges. As you mentioned, there's a lot of them up where you are right in the Buffalo area. But uh, I'm excited. I know I will definitely be tuning in to that uh, PHF preseason game. I love also that there's colleges getting the opportunity to play against professional women's hockey teams. So that's going to be fantastic. Trey, we wish you luck as you continue to, I mean, do I even have to get, what am I giving you luck? You got this, bro. You got this fam. I, I got this. But like I said, but remember how I told you, sometimes you got to be 10 times better just to show you belong. So for right now, they, they, I am on the call and I'm, and I am one of the play by play announcers who's going to be, you know, given some sort of role. Um, I think, there's going to be a tandem of me and my other colleague. And I think they're going to have him do the play by play, but they're going to have me do color commentary, but still it's a big, it's a big step forward uh, for j- just to, cause I've already had the Buffalo Buttes, uh, you know, retweet my tweet. Um, I've already reached out to a player to basically help promote this game. I'm going to get in contact with uh, Dan Rice, who covers the. Oh, good uh, friend of mine. Yeah. And you, a colleague and- of yours. Yeah. Former. Yeah, former colleague. We both don't work at the hockey writers anymore, but you know it is what it is. But um, you know, um, reach out to him as well and just try to help promote this game. Um, like I said, you know, I had to claw, like I had to claw seriously, mm-hmm. so much anger, sweat, blood, tears, backstabbing. I can go so much farther, like just. And luckily, I got a new boss now who knows what he's doing. I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I'm entitled to freedom of speech, people. I, I, it's been my first amendment as long as I'm not saying specific names. So, so, you know, and plus this is my, this is technically my show too. So I could do what I want. <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> I'll do what I want. If you have a problem with me, I don't care. Did my listen, show. Listen, my show. So, you know, that's, that's realness though. You're given realness here. It's, it's hard. It's hard to get in this game and you're and you're young too you know and let's keep it real people sometimes like to uh you know also use youth against folks it's like oh you don't have enough experience it's like but as you mentioned who else is interviewing nhl players who else is uh has a mentor that is now on the call for uh uh, the seattle kraken so i just want to again continue to encourage you i mean i've i've been able to follow your work now since being a part of the locked on podcast network i should say on the nhl channel because i came over from the nba channel for the women's basketball show and i just want to encourage you fam like you know we we got to support one another and And that's that's it and i got your back 100 erica and like i said it's a great honor to be part of this uh, great call for uh, my college and also just the PHF having worked with them before and continuing to work with them and just promote their brand and things of that nature. And like, like I said, uh, I'm, I'm glad that things are looking better for me um, and I will be on more big games this year. My, my, my boss has confirmed that with me. I love so, that. So love I am not, not the end of this is not the end. You will hear my voice. Just, just I saying. love it. You'll, I you'll love hear, it. When, when my team goes to the playoffs, you'll hear you'll hear my voice. Trust me. I love it. 
And so we're just going to make sure that folks know how to catch this game. Again, it is an exhibition game. It's it's still preseason for the PHF. They will officially get started the first weekend of November. But this is the Buffalo Buttes against the Adrian College women's hockey team. That's Saturday, October 23rd. It is a 4 p.m. Eastern start. So that's 3 p.m. for my PT folks, my Pacific Time Zone folks. You'll have plenty of opportunity to uh, catch the Seattle Kraken game later in the day. But let's make sure we're supporting Trey. Again, The his mentor, Everett Fitzhugh, we, we hope that we get him back soon as well. Um, but Trey, thank you so much for joining me here on Locked on Kraken. And we're going to have to have you back. The next game between these two teams is not until April. So we're getting into the fall season and we'll be uh, the uh, damn near to spring by the time these two teams play each other. Well, may, maybe there'll be a trade or maybe uh, you guys will do something with Bastion and we'll have to talk about it. But Oh, for sure. Know, <laughs> we'll definitely have to like reconnect way before then. Or maybe when there's the Olympic break, we can have some sort of uh, collaboration or something like that or you know since you and i both uh associate ourselves with the uh the phf then maybe we, we could do something in that regards too because i'm trying to uh have a uh I, I tried to do this over the summer it just didn't come to fruition i just wanted i wanted to do something called phf week which is you know well when they were still called the nwhl i was going to call right. it the nwhl week which was i interview uh you know professional women's hockey players and just you know try to promote their their uh brand and things of that nature pat soroy tinker on my show she was an awesome uh person to uh talk to uh, also a great uh leader in this sport of hockey went to yale university um you know just and you know she's african-american like like you and oh, yeah. you and me so just well not african-american because she's canadian but she's black so I yes keep making that mistake i keep making that <laughs> i did the same thing for bryce salvador i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm no i'm, I'm, I'm just teasing I, you I, but I Tink is great. She used yeah. to play for the Riveters. Uh, she's going to be with the Toronto Six this season. But the Riveters, uh, except for their opener, they are going to be returning to Barnabas Health Hockey House. So for those who don't know, for those listening on Lockdown Crack and who are not familiar, Barnabas Health Hockey House is the practice facility of the New Jersey Devils and will be, after the November uh, 6th slate, the home ice once again for the Metropolitan Riveters. Because if you go to Barnabas right now, the 2018 NWHL Isabel Cup Championship banner for the Riveters is hanging there. I was, uh, as they would say, between the glass calling that game as the analyst on the ice. And so, um, you know, I remember that game was actually against the Buffalo Buttes. It was a one nothing game. That was exciting. But anyway, Trey, yes, all yes to all of that. We will definitely find ways to squad cast it up again. But Trey Matthews, make sure on October 23rd that you listen to your boy Trey as he's going to be bringing you some preseason PHF. That is correct. And hopefully you guys tune in for that game. I will be on color commentary for uh, that PHF matchup against Adrian College and the Buffalo Buttes. I'm also doing a collaboration with the Buffalo Buttes. That's in the works right now. Right now I'm talking to a player. I'm talking to their GM. And I'm going to be talking to a, a player who went to my school and was drafted by the Buffalo Buttes. Like I said, everything is just in talks right now. So uh, keep an ear out for a future Buffalo Buttes episode just to promote 
both the PHF and also my school. So just putting that out there. So uh, as for today, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for uh, listening. And thank you to Erica of Locked on Kraken for taking the time to do this crossover. It was a lot of fun. Continue to stay safe and a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And let's see what's going to be cracking tonight for the New Jersey Devils. I predict that they're going to get the win with ease because I think the Kraken are still trying to figure some stuff out. And like I said, I think they're kind of overrated. But like I said, well, I've seen crazier things happen. So we'll see what happens tonight. Looking forward to it. And I just love those Kraken uniforms. I don't know about you guys. And despite what I say about the Seattle Kraken, we all know they hold a special place in my heart. And my mentor, Everfit2, will be on his first call for the Kraken on the 23rd. So also keep an ear out for that. So I will catch you guys in the next episode.